Welcome to Pedagog, a podcast about teachers talking writing. I'm your host, Shane Wood. In this episode, Naomi Simmons Thorne talks about social justice movements, critical pedagogy, bell hooks, Midlands Technical College, and educational equity. Naomi Simmons Thorne is a graduate student and English teacher based at the University of South Carolina. Her research areas include educational foundations, critical pedagogy, teacher instruction, and rhetoric and composition. Naomi has been awarded several prestigious fellowships at institutions including the Department of Education-funded Research Institute for Scholars of Equity, located at North Carolina Central University, the Southern Education Foundation, and Rutgers University. Naomi has taught in several South Carolina public school districts, including the South Carolina Public Charter School District, Richland School District 2, and Lexington-Richland School District 5. She has worked as an English teacher, literacy interventionist, and college writing tutor. In 2021, Naomi became the inaugural recipient of the Cheryl A. Wall Graduate Student Paper Prize in Black Women's Studies. Her articles have appeared in publications including Teaching, Sociology, and Education Week. Naomi is also working toward the completion of her first two books, Currents in Black Feminist Thought and the Ontological Problem, Black Racial Ontology and the Politics of Sexual Difference. Naomi, thanks so much for joining us. How about we start with your, your story? You're getting your Masters of Teaching in English Education at the University of South Carolina. How did you get interested in, in teaching? Sure. So I got my, I think, um, so there's a concept called um, um, external classrooms or outside classrooms. And so I got my starting education in an outside classroom. And my outside classroom was the Black Lives Matter movement and in social justice movement building. So as an activist and an organizer, it became really incumbent on me, the imperative of education and the way that education um, inhabited us with consciousness and um, made us more predisposed to certain ideologies and ways of seeing the world and supporting certain struggles over others. So I came to see education as a huge battleground um, for the struggle of consciousness and ideology very early on. I did not get my formal start in education until a little bit later. So um, going into this my senior year of undergrad, I was um, accepted for a fellowship at North Carolina Central University. And that fellowship was a fellowship at an education research institute. And at that research institute, I began um, working under senior scholars and doing work um, on um, the South Carolina Department of Juvenile Justice and studying education within that um, institutional context. And so learning more about the students, learning more about their um, the educational inequalities that they were subjected to and just um, the impact of incarceration on youth literacy and on youth education, those things made me really impassioned um, about education. So I knew like that education was something that I wanted to get involved with both on the teaching side and on the research side as well. So lots of times people go into education research without having a background in the classroom and I didn't want to be that person. So I um, decided to get into the classroom and when I got there, I loved what I was doing. And so that was how I got into um, English. That's how I got into um, the English classroom and also um, the teaching of writing. How would you describe your approach to teaching writing and what assignments do you bring into the classroom? 
So I think I might have hinted at that just by my analysis of education in, in the classroom. But I'm obviously very um, tied to the pedagogy of critical pedagogy and critical pedagogy approaches. So for me, I um, absolutely see my role in the classroom and as a writing teacher, as helping my students connect their lives to the larger, understand the larger structures around them, the structures that bring them into the classrooms that's the way that they do, the structures that mandate that we teach certain things instead of others. So in my classroom, I definitely try to get my students to think about these like larger topics, the politics that surrounds education in their daily lives. And I use writing as both the conduit to understand and also the conduit to change um, those politics around that. So I love um, what, what's really important to me is giving students, always giving a student an opportunity to write about and write from their personal experiences. So I work, um, I have um, taught writing um, at the community college level and also um, in charter schools as well. And so what I've found that's worked best for my students definitely has been um, all writing that connects to your daily life. So of course there are writing assignments that require research, there are writing assignments that, um, there are writing assignments that we um, that we do that's based on text and, and literature. But I really love my the, my best writing assignments are always the ones that get students to think about their own personal lives and experiences. And so when students are coming into first year English, especially in first year English, their um, their lived experience is their biggest source of knowledge. Everything that they learn subsequent to that will be a contribution in addition to that. But when a student comes into first year English, their daily life, their daily experiences is where their source of knowledge is. And so building up a writer, in addition to building up a student's capacity for critical thought, um, also requires building on that fund and source of knowledge and starting from there. So I love assignments where I get students to talk about um, their religious backgrounds. How, was, how were you raised religiously? What were your experiences like in the classroom before you got to college? Those kinds of assignments, really getting students to think about those things. Your teaching has been influenced a lot by Bell Hooks, and I was hoping to give you space to talk about her legacy and impact on literacy, education, and writing studies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you for that space as well. So um, there, oh goodness, I don't even know where to start. There's the pedagogical, there's the pedagogy side, um, there is the, the, her contributions to the field of rhetoric and composition. Um, there's so many things to start with, but I think what I'll start with is my students. So um, for anyone who teaches uh, first year English, um, first or second year English, many times um, we are given uh, these kinds of like compilation anthology textbooks and we assign students readings from them and writing assignments as well. And so, um, although I, I knew bell hooks from my classes in women and gender studies, but when I came into um, first year English, I began to see bell hooks as writings a lot in these anthology books. And so um, when, I, when I would see these, um, these chapters that, these, um, that would be included with her works in them, um, I'd be really inclined to assign them to students. And so I began assigning these works to students that 
um, would be, would I find these anthology books? And I began to see how much my students respond to them. And so I'm thinking about a couple of her essays, um, her essays relating to class, especially her essays relating to class. So there are some works that I found in these anthologies from her book, Class Matters, um, some of her writings from um, Teaching to Transgress, and um, some of her other writings on feminist theory more broadly. And so Bell Hooks has a way of making high theory and high thought very accessible to students and also incorporating her lived experience um, into her writing and also always keeping a class dimension and whatever her analysis is. And so for me in a two-year school and charter school context, both the, all of those components are really important. The, the notion of class, the notion of lived experience, um, all of these things are really important to my students. And so I found that these um, texts has really resonated with them. Um, so she lives in my classroom through assignments and pedagogy, but she also has an influence on me just as an educator myself. So of course, um, her book, Teaching to Transgress, is a source of pedagogical um, knowledge and foundations for me. So that book, I think, is really important to any, for anyone who wants to um, anyone who wants to incorporate a critical pedagogy approach in the classroom, anyone who's concerned with students' critical consciousness, developing a student's critical consciousness, that's a great resource to embrace. Um, and Bell Hooks' writings are so, they span such a, a vast territory from race to gender to class to sexuality. Um, and these are all of the issues that my students are most um, concerned with, and they find her writings on them really accessible. So I find that um, both her work as um, a pedagogue and as a pedagogical thinker, um, there is lots of wisdom to be divined there, and there's also a lot that can be, um, there's a lot of that can be adapted just from um, her texts themselves in the classroom as well. You work with college students at Midlands Technical College in the Academic Success Center. Can you talk more about this institutional context, your position, and how you help train and, and tutor student writers? Yes, so the institutional context is really important. So Midlands Technical College um, plays a very important role in South Carolina's higher education system. It is a feeder school, if you will, that um, serves as a really important um, point of contact for students entering higher education. I'm sure it's not um, unknown to you about um, where Southern states tend to fall into, um, education, into educational rankings. And so South Carolina being one of those states that is always somewhere in the 40s when it comes to educational ranking, um, lots of our students graduate from high school underprepared for um, college and institutions like Midlands Technical College and other two-year schools in the higher education system here in South Carolina are critical, critical resources for helping students gain access to higher education. So in the English um, and composition classroom is it, within that structure, uh, within that enabling structure, the English and composition classroom plays such a pivotal role. That is the very hard and center of students' capacity to, um, to matriculate through higher education. Without the skills that you gain in um, your English classroom, literacy and composition, there is no 
higher education from which to be obtained. So our role is extremely important. And I take my role, um, I take my role in, in that whole system um, just as importantly as I see um, this, this classroom in the institutional context. So I was also a graduate of South Carolina's two-year colleges. And so I know what it's like to go through that. And I also know what students need having gotten on the other side. And so I take all those experiences and really mold, use that to mold and shape my teaching. Um, so I think that here, um, our demographics are, um, our, our demographics are a little, there's a majority black school, but not by a substantial amount, but it is a majority black school. Um, many of the students are low income. There's a rising population of English learning students and um, undocumented students as well. Um, and so we have a, a demographic context where many of our students come from educationally disadvantaged backgrounds. And so your approach to the classroom has to, you have to be able, you have to be responsive to those, um, those deficits that students bring in the classroom. You have to know how to do remediation. You know, you need to know how to um, handle students with love and care. That's extremely important. Um, I've seen just the English classroom make and break students in this institutional context. I've seen students leave um, college because of the English classroom. So what we do is really important. And um, especially here with the students I work with who mostly come from disadvantaged backgrounds, that importance is just paramount. Your teaching and research interests include working towards educational equity I'm interested in hearing more about this research and your experiences with educational equity and inequity. What direction is your research taking and what should educators be thinking more about right now in terms of equity in and through our systems, curriculum, and policies? Absolutely. Education equity is something that's also near and dear to my heart. As I mentioned, I am I sat in the seats of the students that I teach. So I was um, I was a South Carolina public school graduate, and I, you know, graduated with all the educational deficits that that comes with for many students. So education equity is paramount to me, and not only my my lived experience, but also how I came into the classroom, which was through teaching in the South Carolina Department of Juvenile Justice. So education equity is um, absolutely core and essential to me. And I think right now, um, my education equity work is mainly focused on the rise of right-wing populism um, in education and how um, this rise of right-wing populism has enabled many states to reverse the uh, um, gains that progressive ed educators have been able to um, get, gain a foothold in, in many Southern states. And so now we're seeing, of course, this wave of critical race theory laws, we're seeing this new wave of laws against trans students, we're seeing all of these reversals of some really important gains that progressive educators and education reformers have been able to win in um, these concessions that um, educators have gotten within the past 10 years. Um, so I'm really concerned with the rise of right-wing populism and what that means for our education and, um, and what that means for the nation. Um, as a whole. So I've been thinking a lot about that in terms of um, education equity, and I really think that that needs to be a priority um, for 
um, anyone who um, anyone who sees themselves as have, having a stake in education um, and equity work that needs to be a part of the things that we're thinking about right now. Um, in terms of uh, just resources and other things I think that um, educators should be thinking about, um, resources, there are some great resources out there right now. Um, and I'm thinking more so in terms of the K-12 context. There are some great resources out there right now. And so I love what's going on in the Albemarle Public uh, School District in Virginia, Charlottes Charlottesville, Virginia, um, seats that city, that um, school district seats the city of Charlottesville. Um, what's going on in Albemarle, I think, is really a, um, I think that that is a model for how Southern states can really approach this education equity work um, just unabashed and just full throttle. What they're doing down there is just nothing short of amazing. So from their complete um, anti-racist policy that they have adopted um, to the uh, curricular development that they're doing there to um, the faculty and staff training and the way that they're really reshaping their institutions from the ground up to really reflect um, an equity focus I think there's so many lessons to learn there and um, they are making that journey fully accessible to um, onlookers through um, their website. So folks, I would encourage folks to go check out their website and see what's going on over there. I think that is um, probably right now for me, the model for equity work in education. So I definitely encourage folks um, to look over there. Um, there are some great other great resources um, there is, for example, like the great column that's happening right now in Education Week. So in Education Week, Larry Palazzo has been doing like a really great blog and has been inviting teachers from all around the country to um, descend on issues of national importance for teachers in education. Um, that's a resource that, that people should be plugged into right now. And so there's so many great things out there. And um, if there's, there's any text accompanied, I could send some more. But um, there is just so many great things and there's so much great equity work going on. And I'm really happy about that because I know when I felt like when I started looking into, um, when I started getting into education, I felt like um, I was concerned about, you know, where the state of equity work was. But um, having gotten more involved in this field and seeing some of the great work that's been done, um, having made acquaintance and becoming colleagues to some of these great um, equity leaders in, in our fields. I am just, I'm really, despite the um, the challenges, I'm really happy and inspired by the work that I actually see being done on the ground. Thanks, Naomi. And thank you, Pedagog listeners and followers. Until next time.